0: Welcome to Phone Booth Fighting, everybody. I am Richard Hunter. And I'm here, Frank Mir. Frank Mir, let's dispense with the formalities. We will uh, talk about uh, our sponsors and that sort of thing here in just a little bit and uh, all the rest of the content we have going on because uh, right now we have, for your uh, listening and viewing pleasure, ladies and gentlemen, the most downloaded guest in the history of Phone Booth Fighting, I'm talking about the American gangster, Chael P. Sonnen, joining us all The way from Westland, Oregon. Chael, good to see you, my friend. How are you? Good to be
1: seen. Thank you. Happy New Year to you both.
0: You, you you as well. Now, Frank, I don't know if I told you or not. Chael just got done sparring and and got on Skype with. Have you even cut your hand wraps off yet? Or I don't. I don't.
1: The hand wraps were off, but my wife did tell me that's disgusting. Why did you not shower? Because I went in the bathroom and I combed my hair instead of showering. She said, I said, I got a, I got an interview to do. We're going to have to do it later.
2: <laughs> that's all business first, right?
0: Well, Frank, you and I are going to be at Chael's fight with Rampage yep. Jackson coming up in a couple of, what is that, the 20th? Uh, the 20th. Yep. Looking forward to it. Yep, in, uh, in California at uh, the Forum. Is uh where we're gonna be. So first things first, Chale, uh you're part of this big turn. We'll get to the awkward nature of this here in a second, which is if you advance <laughs> and my co-hosts yeah. advance, then this is gonna be a whole different kind of interview we the next the time most we do awesome it.
2: Awesome swap cast
0: ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can we ask you that, Chail, before we get to talking about Rampage? Obviously, you've got plans to beat Rampage. Frank is intent on beating Fedor. That means the two of you would meet up in the bracket. If that happens, can I have both your words that we can do? A uh an adversarial swap cast leading up to the fight. Would that be okay?
1: 100 percent and I fully think that's the way it's gonna go. I, I I mean I trained hard and all that stuff you you say, but I do think I'm gonna beat Rampage. I do think Frank beats Fedor. I think Frank would have beat Fedor any point of their career on any night. I don't see why this match is gonna be needed. But I think I am gonna fight with Frank in the in the semifinals, man. It'll be a big opportunity for both of us. Yeah. Grand Prix are the coolest thing, you know, they've only done them in Japan. Scott Coker is very open that he loves the Japanese business model. He grabbed it. But, you know, you got Frank going, hey, I can beat anybody. I should be champ. You got Rion saying that. You got, you got all of us guys that are saying, hey, we're the best. So Coker just goes, all right, you eight guys with the big mouths over there. How about I throw you in a bracket and whoever comes out of this thing,
2: I'll put the strap around. And we all stood back and go, yeah, that's fair. Okay. Absolutely. I think that's one of the greatest opportunities that they have. It's immediately green traction. I think everybody now is talking about it. Coming into this 2018 year, it's the biggest thing that everybody's talking about right now in MMA, in my mind. It's constantly being brought up. I mean, you have eight of the biggest names in mixed martial arts all competing to see who's going to come home with the title.
0: I'll tell you another thing I like about this chill is every man in this eight man tournament is an MMA superstar. I mean, we've got natural heavyweights. We've got uh, guys coming up from light heavyweight, but if you're an MMA fan, you know, every single one, you don't have to be coached up on who one of these guys is.
1: Yeah. I fully agree with that. When I looked at the the quarter uh, final brackets, and the matchups, I love them you know I'm a fan first and it's actually that's harmed me I wish I could be a competitor first but it just doesn't work that way I just love the sport so much from 1993 you know UFC 1 I was renting it and, you know and I I go I'm still with the UFC in terms of watching it but man I love the pride days I love the Bodog days the WEC days the strike force days the belt I mean if it's MMA I've just been into it and I to your point I know all of these guys One, I'll tell you match. Right out of the gate. I mean, you got to make Frank and Fedor. You just, that fight's been supposed to happen. You just have to do that. So good for them for doing it. But I'll tell you another fun one is uh, King Mo and Bader. Yeah. And I know of all of them that that's not going to draw, but it, that is for me. I'm very interested because King Mo is the number one contender in the light heavyweight division. Bader is the light heavyweight champion. These are guys are going to fight. No title on the line because they're in the pursuit of the heavyweight crown. I just think there's a lot of drama behind that, and those guys even had a wrestling match in college in the quarterfinals at the NCAA tournament, and Moe was able to beat him, and it's always Bug Bader, and I just, I personally, just the fan, I really like that match, and I think that not enough people are, are keeping an eye on that one.
2: No, I think it's a huge one, just because it's an interesting fact that I think that Moe is a little slicker technically, but... He's just not the bigger, powerful guy. And I think the fact that they're not, Bader's not cutting down to 205, whereas if this fight were happening at 205, I think it's very compelling. I I don't really have a guy that'd say, well, a clean cut uh, factor. But the fact is that Bader can walk around at a lean, in shape, 230, whereas Mo isn't going to be walking around at 230. Mm -hmm. I think it adds a factor into it. Like, well, that's interesting. And then, like you said, if Mo pulls it off and beats Bader, it's not for anything, right? It's for whoever moves on in the tournament. Mm-hmm. But now you have the light heavyweight champ losing to the number one contender.
0: In a non-title match. You already have a yeah. fight that you yeah. have to make now yeah. to make you it for real. And then all do. of a sudden, right. if he
2: does pull it off and Bader wins, it's like, well, yeah, but he won the one time. It makes for such drama. Yeah. You see the drama. And there's
1: nothing better than drama. I mean, even, even Mitrion. You know, Mitrion gets thrown in there with Roy. Mitrion, I just read, is the favorite to win the whole thing. Good pick. Mitrione's tough as hell, but he's fought Roy before and he lost. So you can't you can't totally ignore that. And, and you know, you could go, well, one's better. We can say those things. But Mitrione remembers that knockout. I can tell you as a guy, you know, when you get beat by somebody, you don't ever forget it. And I just think that there's some drama on that one, too. You know, all these matches are, are they're very compelling. And I really respect the way Coker and Kogan put these first round together. For, for sure, we get matches we want to see. After that, it's up to us. Who knows? It's a crap shirt, it's a bracket.
2: But in the first round, we, it really is a treat. Yeah, I agree with you on saying that. It's hard to shake that. When another man lands knuckles on you and puts you to sleep, no matter how much better you get and you improve or you see him slide down, you see it in the world of boxing too, where you still have that guy where, like, oh, he has his number. I'm like, yeah, but it's because he won the first one and he caught him and now he's in his head. Mm. Is Mitrion able to go ahead and really shake that? Knowing that if I make one mistake, you know, as I throw my jab, if I make a mistake and you know Roy comes over the top doing, every, I mean, come on, everybody that fights Roy knows what you have to worry about. It's okay, like, hey, the left hand, nah, man, you can put your right hand down. He's not gonna hit you with the left. It's not gonna hurt. But if that right hand hits you, you're gonna have problems.
0: Yeah, He's got
1: problems. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. And Mitrio seen it before. I I don't know. I mean, we can just sit and break this thing down and handicap it all we want. We don't know. It's got to play out. You know, that's the reason that Coker didn't just mail somebody the belt. Nobody really knows. There's a lot of moving parts. And then you've got injuries. We always see guys get injured or, you know, something happens, they pull out. Now we're hearing these rumors that Shane Carwin, is a potential art alternate, and then Carwin said, well, no, I'm retired, And but Bobby Lashley's sitting there, and you got Chet Kong. I mean, you, just, you never know what's going to happen in these tournaments. I'll remind you guys, Daniel Cormier in the last Grand Prix they did was the number nine guy, I mean, Yeah, he was the first ultimate Alternate slip through beat Josh Barnett ends up winning the whole thing. Kickstarts his career. I mean, something always happens in these things. You something know, unforeseen happens.
0: As funny Chill mentions, I forgot I was at that fight. It was in Dallas. The headliner was uh, Overeem and Verduum. Cormier fought Jeff Monson on uh, like the first fight of the main card. And and yeah, it was like uh, you know ended up uh, winning it all because of. Uh, uh... Injuries and and uh, holdouts and that sort of thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, it was, wasn't even supposed to be in it.
1: Ends up That's winning right. it and getting to beat Josh Barnett. You know, one of the greats ever. So pretty
2: interesting. Frank, did you ever fight Josh anywhere along the way? Yeah, no. Josh and I have fought once. Uh, fucking the referee stopped. If you go back and watch the fight, he hits a knee. I jump down and put my hands on the mat to make sure that a second knee can't hit me in the head. The referee comes and stops, and we're just I kind of look up at him like, "What's going on?" He goes, "Well, you you went down." I'm like. Yep. I put my hands I, down. I remember it now these yeah. days because I remember yeah. watching that. one of the few times I've ever been really upset for. with a stoppage. And well, I'm truthful with that. No, you are. Because after the yeah. Mark Hunt fight, people go, hey, did he stop it early? I'm like, nope, he caught me. Yeah, I was going to say, say stop
0: I'll, it. I'll, I'll co-sign on this, Chael, because Frank doesn't say, he doesn't throw the word uh, uh, early stoppage or robbery around lightly. No, so, uh, I'm yeah. pretty select about that. Yeah. So, Chael, now here's the interesting thing. I see so many parallels between uh, uh, your camp here for Rampage and and Frank's camp for Fedor because uh, not only do both of you have very formidable opponents in front of you, but both of you have the responsibility of taping a couple of podcasts a week. How's that going? Yeah. Balancing those two. Yeah. Now,
1: I know. You know what? And I've never missed. I think I've been at it three years now. I've never missed. I've had to do a lot of stuff on the road. I, I've even resorted to. You know, I end up having a flight. Well, actually, I was out there with you. After we did our show, we get to the airport the next morning. Joel booked the ticket for the right day, but one year in advance. So, you know, blah, blah, blah. I forgot about that. Yeah, you told me We were 500 days early or whatever. uh, But I had to do a show that day. I was planning to do it. I had to resort to going to craigslist.com and finding somebody with a mobile device that would come to my hotel room. To get it done, but you know those always end up being the best ones because I bring the audience in on it. Okay, here, well, here's what happened: Richard Frank and Joel and I did a show last night. Ton of fun. Joel screwed the ticket, and you just bring the audience in. So that, you know the audio's a little bad because you're in a hotel room yeah. on an eighty dollar. You know you're paying eighty dollars. It's worth eighty dollars what I'm getting, but it's always fun, man. It's just something fun always happens, and
2: I just let the audience in. Don't but, try to make it. perfect. It's official. You can find anything on Craigslist because I never would even have thought to. To go that route <laughs> like, i mean i'd be I mean, like really, really so like they're no they're not shooting a porno right
0: <laughs> yeah and you know you can call us Chael. Jeez, we would have just come over yeah. with our mobile gear you didn't have to do that but i i loved hearing that episode because i listened to you're welcome i don't miss an episode and uh I, I that episode was so much fun because i remember you going into great detail about you didn't even know it was possible for the machine to calculate being one year early to the airport
1: Yes, and it it didn't tell us, uh, it it told us like how many hours we were early, you know, so it was like something crazy, you know, I I don't even know, 36,000, whatever it was, but you know, a year, and uh, I remember staring at it going, what? (laughs) Or it told us how many days, or it was something goofy, but that's how we figured out, oh my gosh, he's booked it for the wrong year, the wrong (laughs) year. He got a good rate on it,
2: though. (laughs) And you know what that's
1: like having to call your wife and go... Stuck in Vegas yeah. for the day, right? How convenient! Yeah, right? sure you are. You know exactly what she's saying. Yeah, sure you are. This is all. That's planned. a phone call I don't like, want to make. No.
0: But don't worry, I will be home this time next year. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm only 365 days away, yeah. baby. Chell, tell us about this new book. Now, you not only had the fight with Rampage coming up, you not only got uh, your welcome podcast, but uh, now you you got a, another book out.
1: Yeah, four-pack revolution. Uh, nobody should strive to have a six-pack. No grown man should have a six-pack. Six packs are for teenagers and drug addicts. A grown man has a four-pack if he does everything right. It's a four-pack revolution available everywhere they sell books. Thanks for bringing that up, Richard.
0: Absolutely. No, I like. So what you're saying is this is this is a book that that offers realistic expectations.
1: Yes, no photoshopping, no, no, nobody has to look like the guy on the cover of the magazine that's secretly juiced up, it, yeah. it's, it's a real book for a real guy, a father, a regular guy that's going to work out when he can, he's going to eat as healthy as he can, but he's not going to be perfect, nor should he want to be, and he's going to strive to have a four pack, and that's it, and it, it, there's diets in there, There's. it's really a mindset, letting people know, you know, Frank and I come from really the only field I know of Richard in the whole world. Where you have to make weight before you're allowed to do your job. If anybody else's boss tried to weigh them in before he let them go to work, they would be tied up in a class action lawsuit so fast. So, you know, we really come from the only. Everybody can talk about diet and exercise all they want, but we're the only guys that have had to do it and get on the scale at a specific time at a specific weight class so I just wanted to share that perspective in my own mindset if I can tell anybody anything the dirtiest word in dieting is time it's not going to happen today so just just make a little small gain a little small adjustment mentally I don't believe in in going on diets I believe in changing your eating habits and it's really just those kind of mentalities mixed in with with uh, diet, you know, recipes and and exercises. So there you go. There's the plug. Right.
2: And it's funny you talk about that. That's actually uh, talking about weight, physiques. That's one of the X factors that I have going into this tournament for everybody. Where I talking about Quentin. And that's one thing I've been very vocal about. I tell people, like, hey, how do you think this would going to happen with Jail and Quentin? I'm like, well, the first thing I do is I'm going to look at the scale. On the weigh-ins, if Quentin shows up at 255 pounds or 250 and hasn't made an attempt to be at his fighting weight, which I think he's better at 225, and he just, well, I don't have to make 205, I think he trains differently. At that point, I'm like, hey, you know what? It's a, it's a for sure deal. I mean, not that you want to jinx anybody and, 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 and cause you any bad uh, voodoo, but... I don't see how he wins a fight against you at all if he comes in weighing 250, like he did against King Mo. I just don't think that his body, when he's in shape at 205, or if he were to aim for that and then come in at 220, 225, I think he's a dangerous fighter. I think he shows up at 255. I think he's got about two minutes, and you're going to know that. You're going to jump on him, wrestle him down for a minute or two, and then once he gasses, his left hook's going to be nothing, his power's going to go away, and then it's just going to be a beatdown.
1: Yeah, and I kind of see it that same way without getting overconfident, but I mean, I, I do think it's fair to say, Quentin, I think, would probably agree with us, he's got one way to win, and that's, that's with a knockout, he throws like that uppercut and that hook, and he's put pl- plenty of people to sleep, I don't think I would be any different if I got, you know, connected with um, one of those, but I do think that's his way to win, and one thing about him is he doesn't love the fighter lifestyle. He is a fighter at heart. I've never seen him quit, no matter how tired he is. He Hard will keep coming. Agree. He'll hit those explosions. He always he fights when it comes to fight. That's right. He's got pride. Uh, but I don't know that he loves the lifestyle of training. And one thing that 205 did do for him, and this is according to people in his inner circle. I've heard him talk about it. But making 205 did force him to get those extra runs in to get those extra rounds to kind of stick to a little bit more discipline and that forced him into shape and i agree you know if he comes in too big it it probably just means he uh you know he'll be a little slower how to land those big shots if you're slow
2: 100 percent. i think that's what we saw in the king mo fight and and i don't know if this is true but someone had told me that his camp even tried to convince him that, oh, hey, you know, we know this is a, you know, a heavyweight fight with King Mo but there's still a contract stipulation of 215 or 220. They tried to put a number in there, knowing that then they could get Quentin in the gym. They said that oh, lasted about two that? weeks.
0: Like like, like, like when, uh, when when Trump's advisors tried to tell him he could not fire James Comey, right. even though he could. they tried a little, <laughs> little jujitsu yeah. on him. And All so right. then, you
2: know, Quentin's uh, obviously not an idiot. Yeah. To his own uh, fault, it actually worked that he figured it out that, oh, No, i just got to show up at 265 all right cool boom bounced
0: wow
1: yeah that's frank that's a true story tiki his coach and manager told hey i know they're saying it's heavyweight but it's actually 235 really quince oh gosh So he tried to get down there, and somewhere he found out the fix was in, and he showed up at 253.
0: (laughs) Ah, I had not heard that story. Now, Chill, do you think that the Vegas odds would narrow if Rampage posts a picture of himself reading the four-pack revolution? Would that narrow the odds? Oh, that'd be funny.
1: That'd be funny. I don't know if they would or not. You know, it's it's an interesting fight. I mean, I can't take my, my own out of it. I love every match on here, but I like this one, too. You know, Rampage is just one of those guys. He's a former world champion. If I did get past him, it, you know, big feather in my cap, and, and that gives me some motivation. You know, those older guys, um, I looked up to them. Those were the guys I was watching. They were at, you know, where I was trying to get. So that means something. When you can go in there and, and get some of that thunder, man, it's a cool thing. So I, th- I just like all the matches. There's another one on the 20th, too. In fact, uh, Rampage and I are the co-main. The main event is douglas versus rory yeah. i like that fight and you know i think other people would like it even more but for whatever reason douglas lima is, is like the most overlooked champion in any organization i think so sure. he's quiet he's a nice guy i don't know what it is but that guy is a killer he could beat rory and you guys know how good rory is I mean, come yeah. on. you beat rory you're a damn good fighter
0: no you're right that's going to be a a great main event a couple other quick things for you Chael, real quick before we let you go uh, I got. I have to thank Chael publicly for turning me on to the TV show Billions. I had not seen Billions before. You were the guy who recommended it to me. That show is fantastic. I listening to your welcome. I find Chill that you and I uh, believe that uh, the the same TV shows are the best TV shows uh, out there. Uh, uh, Billions and uh, Ray Donovan and, and Shameless. I, I love them all. Uh, so let me ask you, cause I know you've been searching for a new TV show to obsess over. Have you, have you got a new recommendation for me?
1: You know what? I got recommended American Vandal and okay. I don't want to tell you anything about it. And if you take my recommendation, do not read anything about it. Cause you're just, you're going to go, this is cheesy. It's, it is so well made though. It's a comedy. Yep. Very funny. First episode, you're going to go, okay, I see why he recommended it. And then I was just recommended an Ashton uh, Ashton Kutcher movie called or a TV show called The Ranch. Both of these Stanley are on Netflix. Places Father. Yeah. Very funny. I started it last night. I watched about four episodes. They're thirty minutes apiece, piece, about two hours. I'll probably go do another two hours tonight. Uh, I thought that was fun, but I'm looking for a drama. If you have a an hour long that you want to recommend to me, I, I, I'd very much like to hear it.
0: All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna check out those two. The other thing I want to ask you about, Jill, uh is, because uh, we haven't had a chance to catch up on this uh, uh, in a while, i got to take your political temperature here. Now, neither <laughs> uh, one of us, even though we're uh, political opposites, neither one of us thought that Donald Trump was going to get elected president. Turns out he did. We're yearning some change into this. And, uh, man, has, has it been uh, nonstop action. So what's, what's your, your overview on this thing uh, at this point?
1: Well, I mean, it's it still starting. I'm, st- I'm still very happy about it. You know, I told you before, I think, who goes down as the best president ever uh, is Barack Obama. And, and I think he gets it. And, you know, I'm a Republican, but I, I, he gets it because he was a good man. He had integrity. People tried to bring him down on both sides. They searched his past. He was an honorable, trustable guy. He was presidential. He was smart, and he represented the people well. I feel this thus far Donald Trump is trying to do the same thing. You got to understand. ISIS is all but dead. We've all got tax cuts now. Unemployment is down and the economy's up. And don't forget he's only been in not 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 even a year. He got sworn in on the 20th of last year. So just shy of 12 months. That's a lot of accomplishments in one year. And He's entertaining above everything else. I also find him to be very smart. I think that's very unfair criticism when when somebody accuses him of being anything less than brilliant.
2: Let, let, well, actually, the one question I have about you, the one thing that actually bothers me that he does is his banter back and forth with North Korea on Twitter. Like I almost kind of feel like it should be below him. I don't even know why he, It's almost like you're the you're in a in a, in a in a cast all by yourself. Here's the the poor kid on the block that has nothing. And, you know, he's shouting things at you, and you're getting to a shouting match back with him. I'm like, I don't understand why we even acknowledge
0: like him. Like he's giving him legitimacy. Yeah, what do you I think, feel Joe? almost
2: like it helps him out.
0: Yeah, what do you think, Joe? Well,
1: there's some truth there. So I, I don't know that I would disagree with what Frank just said. I would just offer you this. Donald Trump wrote something called The Art of the Deal, and if you ever read it, I think you will understand him much clearer. And I believe he's never said this, but I personally believe he was influenced by uh, a book called The Art of War. The Art of War has one general premise, which is the greatest general never fires a shot. He just aligns his tanks and his troops and makes the other side go, hey, we had a bad idea. I believe that Trump believes in that. We've given into North Korea for years. Bill Clinton gave him $8 billion just to, hey, leave us alone for a little bit. And I think Trump's just letting him know there's a new sheriff in town and uh, you guys have been saying you want to jump for years, and, and I'm letting you know if, if you even consider doing it to us or an ally, I will annihilate you. That talk a lot of people don't like. When, when a cowboy rides in and starts talking like that with a six-shooter on his hip, the whole town steps back. But history proves it has worked. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. I'm not I'm not bullish on either side, but I will offer you that I think... That's where he's coming from. Well, I
2: like it when he's strong with him and decisive, like a leader, like putting him in his place. You know, if you do this, we're going to, you know, mm. we're going to posture, you fire another missile over Japan. Of course our navy's going to go and swing and start doing exercises. I'm for that. It's just sometimes the, you know, calling him the fat kid or my buttons bigger than your button. I'm like, well,
0: "Come on. Rock it, the president." Man. You know what I mean? Right. Come on. Let me let me yeah. throw one theory at uh, at you, chill and and ruminate on this so you can you could tell me you th- you think it's it's a good idea or not. My thought is this, cuz I personally am and I don't think this is going to last. I I think this this presidency will be undone prior to to 2020. But here's why I think that is. I think that it's the people around Trump that he made the mistake of bringing on board very early on when he wasn't getting a lot of attention the Roger Stones the Paul Manaforts the Mike Flint I think a lot of this is going to prove to be not necessarily in inten- uh, uh, nefarious intent on Trump's part but more the idea that he let these people in who if he had so had political he had experience beers. he would have known no legitimate campaign brings these people on you know Roger Stone is as a longtime political outlier so so to draw an MMA analogy, kind of like if you were new to the game and uh, you you, you uh, take your, your first couple of pro fights and all of a sudden uh, other pro fighters are telling you, you know, these guys that are training you, Chael, are a bunch of clowns. And you go, oh, well, that was the only gym that would let me train, and I didn't know when I started. And, and then you end up getting all their baggage like Flynn, like Manafort brings. What do you think?
1: I think that's very fair. Yeah. I mean, that's real life, right? Sometimes we get into things we don't know about, that we do the best we can. And, and we always trust. Somebody comes to you and says, I can do this job. And you look at him and go, well, then I trust you. Let's give it a shot. Yeah. Trump's not about firing people. He's fired a lot of people. He's kept very good relationships with them. He's kind of like Uriah Faber. Uriah Faber's is the only guy I know that can break up with 10 different girls and they're all stay really good friends <laughs> with them. Trump has a way to break up or fire people but then still keep them in the inner circle. But I think, I'm not sure Trump would disagree with you privately. Yeah, privately, right. he'd probably say, you know what, Richard, I, I could have used a little bit more betting, but I was new at something. I jumped in feet first, and and that's why I had to fire him, because what you said is accurate. I don't know that he would uh, take any offense to that.
0: See, that's why I like talking politics, because he can look at it purely analytically. That's why uh, I, I think... Well, uh, Richard,
1: don't ever argue with anybody who isn't willing to be wrong. People say never discuss religion or politics, but you always can with me because I'm willing to be wrong. If you've got evidence that I have not yet considered, bring it to me.
0: Bring it. it to me. That's what makes him the most downloaded guest yeah. in the history of phone booth fighting, Frank. All right, Chell, I'm going to uh, let you uh, get back to the family there. Thanks for taking the time. Uh, Frank and I will uh, will be there rooting you on yes. uh, in, in L.A. Uh, take care of business that night, and then you know what's next, uh, adversarial swap cast.
1: Good times. Dude, let's do it. Yeah, that'll be a good thing, man. That means we both won, and I, and I want Frank to win, and I want to win. So we'll figure out the rest later.
0: Absolutely. All right, right. right. check out You're Welcome uh, twice weekly. Still twice weekly, right? Twice weekly. Yep, Uh, You're Welcome podcast. The new book is uh, called The Four-Pack Revolution, and, of course, Rampage Jackson coming up on January 20th. Chill, as always. Thanks for the time, buddy. We'll see you in L.A.
1: Gentlemen, kaboom!
0: Always love these signs off that way. Just slams the laptop lid. That's how he signs off. Chell Sonnen, always a uh, spectacular guest there, Frank. It's always. So good that we just we can't get it. We can't even make mention of anything else when Chell is on the monitor. You just got to g- cut right to him. We don't we don't tell you how to get the podcast. We don't tell you it's twice weekly. We don't tell you to get on iTunes. Give us five star reviews. So
2: he's a busy man. and We wanted to take so him his time and uh, get right to it.
0: He did. He just got done sparring uh, before he got on with us. So thanks to Chell for coming on. All right. From uh, Chael Sonnen to Mrs. Meir, now we have an in-studio guest. Hello, Mrs. Meir. Hello. Nice to see you.
2: She's helping me out tonight. As you heard a little bit earlier, a little under the weather.
0: Yeah, we are live uh, from the Bent Pixel studios tonight. Not live, actually, but live to tape. Uh, Bent Pixels, of course, for all your uh, YouTube needs. In fact, Chael was just telling us that uh, he uses Bent Pixels. I didn't know that. Uh, They administer uh, his uh, uh, YouTube comings and goings like uh, they do us. And it's very beneficial Because uh, if you watch us If you don't just listen to us But you watch us On our Phone Booth Fighting YouTube channel Then uh, that's uh, a lot of what Bent Pixels does for us And uh, they can do it for you as well Log on to bentpixels.com for uh, all your YouTube needs, if you got a Twitch channel, that kind of stuff, uh, video streaming is very popular, the gamers and stuff, uh, they uh, can do that for you as well as uh, potentially help you with podcasting as well, uh, like they do us and like they do uh, our good friends Forrest Griffin and TJ Lavin over at uh, Anything Goes Podcast. Nice. They've been kind enough to have us on before, and if the studio looks familiar to you, it's uh, because those boys have been kind enough to let us in uh, while uh, Stately Mir Manor is undergoing some renovations. Uh, I was just talking to Mrs. Mear a little while ago about that, that uh, we've got a, uh, a new expansive studio mm-hmm. space to, uh, uh, to to install the bunker in. So we're going to have that as a satellite location for uh, when uh, a trek all the way down to two fifteen just seems a little too taxing for Frank. Maybe he can't make it to the studio. Maybe he just wants to walk from from bed to podcast, which has happened.
2: Those times are nice. Yeah. Yeah. But then, uh, I'm definitely liking this setup that we're doing right yep. here. The whole idea of coming here. I think we were talking a little bit uh you know, Chael had the same things first part of his podcast when he started out just doing it out of his house and he said he likes that drive. Grab a cup of coffee, get out, get that state of mind. And I've noticed it you know, our last show, uh I was mentioning to him, it kind of helps to get here and get focused. You know, the kids running around, the dogs are barking. You know, it's not as easy to bring mm-hmm. your A game every time. Where I come here, it's kind of like uh, really is coming to a job. You're a little bit focused. You know, it's kind of you know, doing pads in your backyard. I could probably have Angelo show up and do it, but. Going to a gym, you know, just to mm-hmm. do your work.
0: Well, let's be honest. That's because you don't want Angelo to know where you live. <laughs> I mean, there's an ulterior motive. Angelo knows where I live get rid of him. Huh? <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> well, I will tell you, though, that uh, yeah, we we got a lot of good feedback on the last episode. People did like the studio setup, but... One thing that people Definitely noticed In absence of They were not happy about Is Baby and Thule Uh. (laughs) So not to worry uh, We'll still be doing Shows from the bunker With Baby and Thule We can always bring them in here yeah, we'll just be, Yeah. Well, boy, talk about the Beverly Hillbillies moving in. Poor <laughs> old Marty Cordova is going to show up. And there's going to be dogs, right? There. There'll be some kids. Uh, I'll be like, why, why is this a kids' room now? You know? The mirrors, when yeah. they come oh, in. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> dogs, uh, kids. Frank, tell them about Low T Nation. Low T Nation uh, has been a good sponsor of the Foam Booth Fighting podcast for quite some time now. And uh, you are uh, very well qualified to kind of explain uh on a biological level, uh the benefits that they can provide that they're already providing to a lot of male phone booth fighting listeners.
2: Yeah, you know what? Hey, if you think you feel a little slow and and really it is that time of the month where everybody's you know, at that time of the year where everybody's made these uh New Year's resolutions, everybody's focused, you're gonna eat right, you're gonna hit the gym. But if you don't have the proper hormones, your chemicals, your body's not firing on all eight cylinders, you're basically just burning your wheels. Uh, You're not going to move forward. So hopefully we get Brandon here on the show sometimes this month. Get him on here. He'll tell you it's a quick phone call. You give him a call. They'll go ahead and screen you and see if you're even a candidate to take the next step, which would be at that point if they decide that it's necessary, you take that step. It's just blood work. Make an appointment, they'll help schedule it for you. They can also discuss it with your general practitioner, explaining the ins and outs of the system. Once you go down there, they get your blood work, the doctors there at Low T Nation will check it out, see what you're lacking, and make sure they bring you up to the standards of being a nice, healthy man and be able to make sure that your effort and your hard work is actually moving you forward and you're not having a deficit of just age injuries father time just you know wear and tear these things catch up to the most uh, most of us
0: lowtnation.com is the website they're based in Atlanta Georgia but that doesn't matter because nope. they will pair you up with a <sighs> clinic Anywhere uh, in your area, no matter where you're located throughout the United States, uh, you just call the toll-free number right there on the front of LotiNation.com. Free telephone consultation. Uh, You will be on the phone with uh, a couple of enthusiastic phone booth-fighting listeners, just like yourself, and they will take it from there. Couldn't be easier. And uh, the product is shipped directly to your door after uh, you are... uh, uh, verified as a candidate for their treatment. LowTNation.com Tell them Frank and Richard sent you. All right, Frank. Uh, it's time to do one of the things I like to do uh, best on the show, which is read uh, praise about ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is the part where we uh, uh, punch up some iTunes reviews and share them. People who uh, were kind enough nope. to look us up.
2: Let's say we got Mrs. Meir do it, but Babe, did you? You don't have your glasses on do you. I can see. Uh-oh. Not, they're not, not. You know,
0: my wife is just one step
2: above legal. <laughs> oh, law. well,
0: let me tell oh you something. God. I might be able to give her a run for her money. You know what we should do? You
2: haven't scared me yet when we're driving. You know, I've told yeah. you, like, the first time I got really scared was about five years ago. Yeah. We're driving down the road, <laughs> and I'm sitting in the passenger seat, just got done training, and she's like, is that rainbow or something, right? Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, babe, no, that's like Jones. Rainbow's way up there. Your eyes aren't that bad. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. No, that sign—that's the one you're asking about. When I realized how close we yeah. were to it, I'm like, "All right, pull over,
0: pull the fuck over." Yeah, I'm getting in the driver's seat.
3: <laughs> yeah, he makes me—I have to keep the glasses. Okay, in the you car know what now. we should
0: do? Sometimes, Jennifer, <laughs> you and I should have a poor vision contest. Yes,
2: we're gonna yeah. do this.
0: So we'll do the. Mine's
3: we'll, really—is yours bad too? Horrible. Mine's really and
0: getting bad. worse. So. Mine
3: is too.
2: It's. Chaos. Richards is so bad that sometimes when I wave at him at jujitsu class, mm-hmm. he doesn't know who's fucking waving at him.
3: Yeah, mine's pretty bad.
2: He can't make it out. He knows there's Mm -hmm. a person there. Mm -hmm.
3: Well, they say after every child that you bear... Mm. Your sight goes bad. It might be that with you, every animal you get.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. Right? <laughs> maybe that's it because I, I every mean, new I,
3: animal you get, you're. I
0: got contacts. I got reader glasses. I got. I, I've got them coming and going. It's like what you. I don't do. wear contacts. Now,
2: he has yeah. contacts in that. right now, but he uses the yeah. glasses.
0: I'm to scared see.
3: of contacts. I oh, yeah? don't know Why? Yeah, I'm scared to.
0: I've them had them my whole life, so just, I just got, got used <laughs> to I,
3: them. He always says that. We'll go if we've gone out and you're drinking. If you've had a couple, drinks. yeah, there's like a thing. You've had a couple drinks, but like, if I don't have my glasses,
2: <laughs> does two martinis outweigh her vision? I'm like, uh, all right, you know, yeah. like, okay. How many beers did I have? I'm like, all right, I'll let me walk the line. Yeah, okay, two off steps. Her driving, me drunk.
0: <laughs> I don't know.
2: Usually, if I don't have my glasses, it's so
3: I always lose. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, we'll maybe we'll do that sometime. Frank and I, Frank and I do combat. <laughs> name that tune. You and I can do uh, uh, impaired vision. Oh my gosh. Uh, can competition. You,
3: are you nearsighted or farsighted?
0: Well, my whole life <laughs> I've <laughs> been my, my whole life see. I've been nearsighted. So my whole life I, I have a hard see time fa- seeing things far away.
3: Okay, that's me. Yeah, okay. I cannot see anything But far
0: now away. Mm-hmm. I've I added to the fact that I can't read things close up. So this is happening. Oh, oh it's, is coming. Happening. It's, it's coming. It's coming. So yeah, you've got it, the it, age it, advantage <laughs> on me, but it yeah, so like so like this paper right here which has pretty big print now is a problem. <laughs> And I get that close. Okay. That's why I have to get the other glasses out. <laughs>
2: Just uh, notice okay. the font he uses. Yeah. Yes, I
0: do <laughs> yeah. notice. Okay, he, sure. might,
3: he might win then. but He yeah. might
2: win the up-close battle. But So the when you're
3: laying battle. in bed, you can't, I have to have glasses to see this TV. I can't even see the TV.
0: Uh, Yeah, oh, I would definitely have to have And glasses. when I go
3: to a restaurant, like mm-hmm. if I if we mm-hmm. go to any fast food place mm-hmm. or anywhere where you have to read the menu, Rachel's Kitchen,
0: mm-hmm.
3: I have to have my glasses. I can't see yep. the menu. Oh, yeah. Yep. Plenty
0: yeah, plenty of that. I'm All like right. this. Plenty of that, yep. Yep. That's well, bad. between the three of us, somehow, some way, we'll try to read these uh, iTunes reviews. If you look us up on I'm iTunes, young. if you if you look up uh, <laughs> Boo fighting on, yeah. See, here's the funny thing. <laughs> Out of the three of us, Frank will have the best vision, so He's he'll be baby. able to read. But the thing is, he'll, he won't he will understand what they're talking about because he'll have <laughs> forgotten that he has this podcast. Yeah. So yeah, we, exactly. all, we all have different strengths and weaknesses yes. here. Yeah.
2: I still uh, drive the wrong way home
0: sometimes. His mem-
3: yeah, his memory is going.
0: If you look up Phone booth Fighting on uh, iTunes, uh, you will find our podcast there. Do us a couple of favors. Uh, click on the five stars. That is tremendously helpful uh, to us. So many, look at that, 260 people have done that up there. Uh, That is tremendously helpful. But uh, if you really want to go the extra mile, uh, take a moment or two and uh, write a favorable line or two, and we'll read them on the air just like we're about to do these. Uh, Frank, you want to take the first one there? Yeah,
2: let's see. This is by Eric Lawrence. Yep. One of the best MMA podcasts out there. Been a fan of this podcast for years. Had the honor of doing some design work for Frank and Richard too.
0: Oh yeah, this I know. This is Eric that did our Ouija board t-shirt. Oh, okay, cool.
2: These guys are very knowledgeable and down to earth. They're a great listen. Keep up the good work. Buy a shirt and support <laughs> these guys. <laughs> I, like, I, like. I like the
0: plug, Eric. And and, nice. and just so we're clear, Eric was a fan of the podcast before we paid him to design a shirt. So it's not like he was a total shill there. All right, you want to do one, Mrs. Mirror? Yeah,
3: I'll do the next okay. one. Okay. Um, this is from Top, or uh, no, it's, Title top-notch, correct? Yeah. Um, From Olive Pirate. By Olive Pirate. That's yeah. a cool name. Yeah. Intelligent conversation, excellent MMA analysis. Frank and Richard bring unique perspectives that illustrate the interesting lives they have led up to this point. I'm
0: about to prove that point in our next segment. Go ahead. Uh, all right. Here's uh, uh, Anthony in NorCal uh, says, Wow, that was great. Well, that was such a great podcast. The story Richard told was absolutely great. I'm not sure which one that was. I'm assuming it might have involved a hooker. And if so if you like that, I got two no, for you. Knows. Rapid fire succession coming up here Those momentarily. Never miss. Yeah. Jammed home and now I'm watching the movie. Killed it, guys. Thanks for the entertainment. Anthony in Discovery Bay. Watching the movie. I'm not even I don't know. Maybe that's Mel's Champions documentary. Oh, that's sure probably exactly that. yeah. what it is. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you, Anthony and NorCal, for checking that out. All right, Frank, one more here. Close it out there. Uh-
2: yeah, well worth the listen by Cabbage Grinder. Mm. Better than a John Jones poke in the eye, a great mix of <laughs> MMA, politics, pop culture, and inside look of the Vegas lifestyle from great two great locals. There's a little bit of something for everyone, no matter your taste.
0: All right. That's an excellent write-up. I like Thank that. Thank you man. there, Cabbage Grinder. Uh, I too- like it. Our, it
2: just, it's indicative of how intelligent some of our, our, our listeners are. And, you yep. know, that they we're pulling in that kind of audience means that we're providing that kind of material, which... I take that as a huge compliment. You know, I
0: agree. You, well, I'm about to dumb it down with a, a <laughs> pair of uh, hooker stories. Are you ready? I'm always I got, ready. I got stories from the brothel I'm living now.
2: vicariously through other people. Through yeah, you. <laughs> now, in
0: fairness, I did not know when I uh, put this on the run sheet that Mrs. Muir was going to be here. And I... I, uh, I hesitate to speak so bluntly uh, to her delicate ears, so a, I want to apologize. She's been around
2: fighters for 16 years. All I right. There's much we can yeah. say now to
0: scare her. All right. Well, I had a crazy day at work at the brothel. <clears throat> so uh, the day started with uh, a, uh, a girl that we, we, we got a call uh, in the middle of the night, kind of a frantic call, okay? It was from uh, one of the prostitutes at the brothel. It was like a three, four a.m. call. She called the brothel itself. Okay, this is odd because is she at the brothel. She can yes, walk out the door, at, right? right? She's at the brothel. Like we assume she's in her room, mm-hmm. and the the main switchboard at the brothel gets a call from the prostitute saying, "I have locked myself outside of my room and I need to be let back in." Now, the thing is, the rooms themselves don't have locks on them for safety reasons. Like, so, you know, we Mm -hmm. have a problem with it, but you don't want some guy to be able to lock the door or something. So so we're like, well, wait, the room, you mean you're out in the hallway? The rooms don't have locks on them. And plus, why are you calling? You could just walk up to the front. And she said, no, no, I am locked outside of the building. Well, this is odd because the building is gated and the door is uh, always locked, and you have to be buzzed in and out. So, how could that have happened without her being let out? Right? It's getting interesting. It's getting all, It's very oh, yeah, confusing. Yeah, yeah. Get, and again, you parked my interest on yeah, this one. Yeah. And again, it's you know three, four a.m. and the night cashier is not used to having to deal with that's i won't say it's an easy shift but not as many people come through the door you know you're, you're oh, du- really that's a slow time yeah deep night is yeah deep night. so like th- 4 a.m oh, okay, yeah, that's yeah. the time that you're dusting the bottles on the bar and you're doing some side work and just kind of well, on a side up, note you know? you know
2: that's when swat usually hits the drug dealers and shit Oh, okay. Yeah, four or five in the morning. Oh, okay. Because yeah, they know that you know they're coming down. That's pretty much the twilight hour for even the crackheads.
0: Well, you know what? Those they're, they're, drug dealers should probably uh, take a cue from this podcast and maybe plan to be at the brothel during those hours, so they go. won't be home when SWAT <laughs> shows up. Uh, so, so we, we get this call. So the the night cashier goes down to a room because we're still not getting a clear picture on what's happening, and uh, she goes to open the door. And she can't get the door open. It's like there's there's heavy resistance from the other side of the door. So uh, she throws a little more muscle into it, and we come to realize that the the prostitute has moved a large recliner in front of the door. Like it's basically kind of barricaded the door. But then again, to her room, right? And how would she jump able- out the window? Yes, right? I like your deductive reasoning skills here, Frank. Uh, so. So, so she, now she's fired. Well, yeah. getting there. So she gets the door. Uh, uh, we're a very forgiving lot uh, at the brothel. So don't jump yeah, to any conclusions. Drug tester, but, yeah. HIV, so, everything else. Now, so, so, <laughs> so the uh, so the cashier is able to finally sort of muscle the door open, squeeze through the opening, and she finds the girl outside the window. The girl has somehow climbed outside of her window and. I guess the window shut automatically and locked her out. And so the cashier opens the window, and before she can ask the prostitute, how did this happen? Why are you outside your own window? The prostitute calmly looks up at the cashier and asks her to uh, hand her her pack of cigarettes because she left her cigarettes in the room. And she's been stuck outside without a cigarette. Can you just... Hand me my cigarettes, pack <laughs> sitting there on the dresser. Uh,
2: uh, another thing, Just you're allowed to smoke in the room, right?
0: Uh, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, we don't allow that in the room. Is we, there a
2: smoking area that I take? Yeah, you? there's
0: the bar, or you can go outside. Okay. Uh, we don't recommend jumping out the window. That's unnecessary. Oh, that's
3: why she jumped out of the window? Well, no, well, we bullshit. Don't know. Wait, we don't, no, yeah, we don't yeah, know why okay, she's outside. Bullshit yeah,
0: bullshit on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, so that might be the excuse, right. but that's not the truth. So then, upon further investigation, we find that outside that window... And the way her room is situated, it's between two wings of the building. So it's kind of a narrow, I wouldn't even call it an alleyway. It's kind well, of like
2: a U almost, huh? Like yeah, a cubbyhole almost.
0: Like a, yeah, cubbyhole is a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. She's, I, I guess, I don't know, uh, just drawn to the, the, the outdoor desert living. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's not too cold outside these days, but she just oh, had set up out there in the cubbyhole a little annex to her room. And unbeknownst to any of us, had apparently just kind of been camping out underneath the stars there for a while, and had set up some you know some essentials out there, and just kind of made herself a little little encampment. And so we had to pull all that apart and get her back in the room. And and spoiler alert, Frank, obviously you read ahead, but uh, she has taken some time off. Uh, it's the kind of thing where we say you know it's not. It's not goodbye forever, it's just goodbye for now. Yeah, Um, well,
2: I mean, one of the the selling points you have at the brothel mm -hmm. is that
0: the girls are
2: sanitary. Yes, yes, tested. Yeah, I mean, safer than, I mean, as, as crazy as it sounds, but if you were to have a condom break with one of the prostitutes, yep. It's not a life or death type situation. Whereas you can't necessarily say that on a one-night stand. Some girl you pick up in Vegas, I don't know when the last time...
0: She's probably not fresh out of the clinic. There's a lot of people that
2: don't get HIV tested. Whereas the brothel girls, once they walk in there, they're checked by a doctor, it's medically watched. And so that'd be my first fear going, Mm. well, the fact that now you've thrown yourself in a situation where you could be contaminated Mm -hmm. in some form. Maybe you're hooking up with your boyfriend, you know? Now you're no longer safe. If mm-hmm. an incident ever were to occur, you're bad for business. Yeah. Because you've had zero incidences in a Nevada brothel. That's right. Where there's ever been a transmission of any kind of venereal disease. That is true.
0: That is true. And so we just decided for everyone involved that it would be best if she took a little break. So you know, uh, and, she's and, and, on and leave.
2: From what I understand of Dennis, he's such kind of an easygoing He's a big brother to most of the girls. Mm-hmm. If you probably just explain this weird little intricacies that she wanted to set up a campground outside. Yeah. Might not have necessarily not fly. I mean, he might have actually, am I right? I mean, you know him well better than I do.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, you guys had a girl going on the fucking, uh, (laughs) what are those, the gyro, what are those things called we have, the kids? The kids. Oh,
3: the... um hoverboard hoverboards
2: oh yeah we had a hoverboard, hoverboard girl board. running up and down the house. we did yeah,
0: yeah. For yeah. A while. did she a, give a an major.
3: explanation why
0: she did not now uh, by the time did I by the time him? I got to the office she had already been uh, uh, driven away mm. uh, so I don't know I don't know that we would have gotten a real clear explanation because uh, uh, I, my conversations with her leading up to that were a little, the friendly girl, but a little hit miss, you know what I mean? Definitely marching to the beat of her own drum. I
3: probably might go with that. Her boyfriend, maybe having her boyfriend come mm. up there. Cause if, when they go to the brothel, they check in, mm-hmm. they can't check out. There's, there's no,
0: right. I mean the boyfriend, the boyfriend, visit, could, there's no
3: visitation with the boyfriends. No correct? conjugal yeah. visits. That's right. Well, yeah. the
0: boyfriend could come in. It would just cost him. And uh, I guess depending, and a, a lot of guys, a lot of guys could probably save money just paying the hourly fee as opposed to like the dinner bill and the shopping what they normally do. However, what? in these, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's expensive having a wife. <laughs> oh but let me just say that in these particular Dang. relationships, uh, it's worth it.
2: It's worth it. Every it, dollar I spend, in, in, in these particular, all my dollars in I these spend. <laughs>
0: In these particular relationships, though, uh, they tend to be the breadwinners a lot of times. So it probably isn't exactly like that dynamic. That yeah. dude's probably not used to shelling out a lot of a lot of cash. Yeah. No,
3: that's why I would say I if she yeah. made a camp outside. Yeah, yeah he, can come, he can come in. Yeah, he but can see, come he actually
0: see. though the thing is he would. I mean, I he guess still he still has to get. He still he could, has to check yeah, in. He could, yeah, he could climb the. Is there a the perimeter 15 fence foot? too? Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, he uh-huh. would. Oh. He'd have a heck of a climb, and there's like. You know, razor How much wire space in stuff.
2: between the fencing?
0: It's uh, so a chain link fence? Uh, yeah. Nah, we're good to go.
2: He doesn't have to climb the fence.
0: <laughs> how's he get? What? How's he gonna get through the fence?
2: Only one part of him has to get through the fence.
0: <laughs> oh my god!
3: I was like, "Where is he going with this?" <laughs> figures.
0: You would be. I'm lucky one of those girls isn't dating you. You'd be like, "I'd always be like, damn it, that one guy always figures out a way.' Got to be, be, beat me on the chain link fence technicality. Damn
2: you! Oh, I'm good, man. What's the size hole? Yeah, we're and fine. And you guys didn't
3: <laughs> find drugs out there or anything. No, no, just some. I just wanted to yeah. be under the stars. That. Just
2: a weird, I think the average prostitute, to give probably a visual representation to mm-hmm. anybody that hasn't been to the brothel or dealt with any yeah. girls at a strip club that are like that type of person, Yeah, um, just like that cat that hides in a closet that's fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah, that's the okay, mindset yeah. of your average sex worker
0: yeah I mean it's fucking weird yeah really like, like a lot of times, uh, how many
2: conversations you've had with a, one of your prostitutes where you're like oh well she just took a wrong turn in life and oh, she's just looking to take advantage she's very liberal sexually in tune with herself yeah. or most of the time you probably got like holy fuck you pay yeah.
0: taxes there's <laughs> sure there's different shades of holy fuck but you're right different levels yeah, yeah. you yeah. got
2: some batshit crazy ones that are memorable but on yeah. average
0: no that's true you know what I mean like and, and actually they're all batshit and, crazy and, and, and relatively speaking sometimes quite refreshing like if i find you to be like a holy fuck three on a scale of one <laughs> right. to ten i'm kind of you're an easy day yeah. you know what I mean? hey, it's good to see you yeah i'm glad you're here yeah i've got to busy putting out this five alarm fire over here i'm not so worried about you now a lot of people That's would funny. say if uh, they had that experience in the first part of their work day well nothing's gonna top this right most people would say that you uh, work
2: in a place where a guy came in with herpes
0: Oh yeah, that story. That story, I don't guy. think anything ever shocked me after that. The guy we had to turn away. Yeah, yeah. did you ever? I, listen I to that heard story? about
3: that. But wait, why does that shock you that he came in with herpes? He's he's buying. I mean, he's buying. Well, sex. well you were I'm shocked. Sure that's by the, probably not the only place that. Yeah,
0: you were shocked he's by he's buying
3: fact. sex.
2: Yeah, but I'm just surprised that he would think to do that. And then did the he human, know? I mean, yeah, he. Th- I mean. Maybe he thought that's a it. sore no. on his dick. I'm Trust saying me, there's a part of no, 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 my body. No, no, no. I know. if something funny changed about it, like <laughs> I'll no. never get dick cancer. Yeah. Because if there's ever even a bump or a no. mole, you see it on my back, I might not no. notice it. Would my you? penis, I'm very much aware of
3: no, I'm any changes. see. Yeah. I'm assuming he probably was trying to get away with it. Yeah. That I, was the, That's he I, was trying to get away yeah, with but it. To
2: check you.
0: Yeah. I think what Frank is saying is if you are barefoot, <laughs> you know not to test the no shoes policy at the restaurant, right? right like yeah. you just come back but when you're you wearing that shoes. You're
3: dealing with
0: no, I don't. I mean, and come that's on. how it happens. Yeah, yeah. You're not
3: dealing, but you are
2: dealing with guys that realize that they're. I mean, you're not going in and getting a fifty dollars blowjob. I mean, right. just to talk to a girl's couple hundred. That doesn't mean dollars. that Absolutely. they're not crazy. Yeah, but you're going to spend a thousand dollars to have just normal sex. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah you're right. You're I, mean, you're,
3: I mean, think about- I'm giving
2: more credit than we probably about, should. You're think right. Think about
3: serial killers, rapists, the the process that they have to go through. You know what I mean? There, there's some type of intelligence there because they have to go through a lot of stuff yeah. to get away with what they want to get away but with. To have so to somebody, walk back
2: to his car after being told that he's too dirty for a brothel. Like that. Yeah. You know what he did? He
3: probably went down to the strip-
2: yeah, and just exactly.
3: kept on continuing doing with what he's been doing, and that's picking my, him up. And yeah. yeah, listen, that's picking the case. Him up, mm-hmm.
0: That's the case for legalization mm-hmm. and regulation. Yeah. I mean, whether or yeah. not it's anything you would ever personally do, that's exactly why you want that because that guy, you know, mm-hmm. if you're if you're single. You know, that guy is with somebody who's with somebody, yeah. and you know, three or four degrees later, it ends up being somebody you. No, no. Every date. time
2: you, you regulate stuff, it's safer. I mean, think yeah. about it. It's like I'm a big proponent of needle exchange. Yeah. I've never shot heroin. I'm right. never gonna, I don't even know how they get started, mm-hmm. how anybody at a party can hand you a needle and be like, yeah, stick this in your artery, pull back, plant. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> but that being said, if you are going to do drugs, I want you to use clean needles yep. because I'm I don't right want to spread you. diseases. I'm so right hey, there look, with you. you know, I mean, I, I'm not saying this is good. I'm not yeah. condoning the behavior. Yeah. But if you're going to do the behavior, why don't we make it as safe as possible?
3: Yeah. For me, I for me, I just feel the safety for the girls. Yeah, safety you know? for the I girls. Just, I mean,
2: not showing, Yeah, I they're mean,
3: choosing to do that. They're going to do it anyway. No girls ever so been
2: killed at a brothel. No. Mm-mm. Now guess what? We can't Mm-mm. say that by the end of this year, right. Several prostitutes that work. Off, you know, oh, and there's so many really are going to be killed, ones. beat, yeah. raped.
0: You what know? we do, it's interesting. I, I, I uh, and, and don't worry, part two of this double feature is uh, <laughs> uh, about to come up. The, I, I got a story that's better than the first one, but, but it's true though. <laughs> That, that I will always explain that to new girls. So a new girl comes in and we show them, hey, in the room, there's a panic button here. You know, you've always got this in case anything bad happens. But I always tell them, I've never seen anybody actually have to use that. And the reason is people who are bad people who are looking to do harm, they don't come here. Oh, yeah. Because no. the thing is, they know if something bad happens, the cops get called and they get hauled uh, off. And like, I guess
2: that's the mentality that I would have thought that if you have a flare up of herpes, mm-hmm. you're not going to go to a brothel.
1: Yeah,
0: like, I, don't know, you know, yeah. Whatever,
3: I think he was just trying to get it. I so mean, then you
0: yeah. even better story? Yes, Is this I just like running do.
3: out of gas twice in one day.
0: Uh the sto- well <laughs> <sighs> this one's a little different. i won't different. mention any names who's this, done that. Yeah, this one's a little different, We've but uh it. but but uh shocking uh in, in a whole different way. All right. So uh uh old guy comes in. I say old guy, I mean white-haired in his seventies, you know, might 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 have served in Vietnam, you know, might have might have might have done a tour with John McCain. I don't know. They they look like they could be contemporaries. Seventies. Um, oh yeah, yeah, and that's not unusual. We see the old dudes come in, <laughs> but this guy came in and he had a little bag with him. He had ex, he had an accessory pouch, oh,
2: the Viagra, yeah. right?
0: Don't know, don't know oh. what what could be in there, but he's he's sitting there and he does his lineup, and he he selects a, a girl. And uh, goes off, and uh, what he was looking for was uh, not not sex per se, and that's kind of where the most interesting stories come from. When it's not uh, just uh, uh, you know the actual intercourse, it's some kind of weird twist on intercourse, right? What what <laughs> what he was looking for was, and uh, his- when you
2: say that, you're meaning that the guys come in. It's not that they want to do some funky dude prep for sex. Mm-hmm. Sex is off the table. They want something funky all entirely different.
0: Yeah, they want something that you would not necessarily associate with gratification. Like right. it's like a kind cuddling? of uh <laughs> <laughs> sure. No, you know what? Spooning. We, listen, we get those too. Yeah, I'm we get sure those you two do for sure. But I'm no, sure. this this uh,
3: they can pretend like they have a girlfriend. Yeah.
0: I'm I'll sure. Go the, yeah. Oh, babe, you
2: look at the best in everybody. I know. So there are guys paying there to get cut. <laughs> yeah. No, this he oct- just wanted to be held. This, <laughs> he wanted to be the little spoon for once. I'm sure. Yeah. Come on. This so what did this guy do?
0: This octogenarian though was uh, much more blunt. Uh, in his bag, he had. A uh a, a thing of uh baby powder. He had a uh thing of Vaseline.
2: Uh oh, yeah, you out Vaseline, it's kind yeah. weird.
0: Yeah, and he had a ruler. Oh, I not want the ruler out. His no. idea was he wanted oh. the girl to uh powder his his uh, wrinkled old butt with uh baby powder and then with one hand, smack him on it with the ruler while she used the other hand to shove a finger up his ass. Yeah. So it's going to be like playing the the drums. So the powder and
3: the ruler, I would think, maybe a child wants to be a kid. Yeah, uh,
0: like every guy in his 70s. Yeah, but then
3: the sticking the finger, I don't know.
0: Yeah, uh, you, know, I you and the, guys are guys. The so best I part was no, no. Listen, I, I, uh, I, <laughs> I part ways with way. him there. I yeah, know. yeah. But the, the the best part was he was shopping for the best deal. This is what amazes me with some of these guys. Like I could not imagine going in like like carrying that kind of thing around in my head where I have to go in <laughs> oh, and so explain this to a stranger that this is what I'm you doing. And, doing and you're going to explain it to several because you're
2: going to get the best deal.
0: That's the real kicker is that not only is that what, he look, that what, he, what he's looking for, he's going to shop around to try to find the best deal because the girl that he ended up you know, doing it with was like the third different one he talked to.
3: What do you charge for that?
0: Well, um, it was- uh <laughs> What is that
3: considered? All, all foreplay <sighs> yeah.
0: Honestly there's two ways you can go. There's two ways you can go. The girls for the most <coughs> excuse me for the most part will charge a premium for anything they consider fetish activity. So anything that's hmm. BDSM related stuff like that usually will cost you more than just, you know, hmm. basic sex. Now, honestly it kind of depends on the girl because in this kind of situation she might look at it and go, eh... This ain't going to be that hard, you know, mm-hmm. probably literally and figuratively. Uh, you know, this will be a, a quick in and out kind of deal. So <laughs> maybe it, it didn't run that much. Right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it just, it's more like, I just, I know. Did she, did, did someone, first of all, did it go down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He left a happy okay. customer.
2: So like. That's all he wanted? So. Yeah. You know, well, you probably would, You know, I don't know if it happens that it got a. Does she get to wear a rubber glove or does she bear? Oh, yeah. No, no. Oh, I
3: think they have to. Always barrier protection. Yeah, they have to. There's always barrier
2: protection. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Oh, so there's a. Can you. Do guys kiss the girls? And if they do, is it mouth on mouth contact? It's
0: up to the girl. And yes, they can. uh, But it is (laughs) up to them if they want to do that. And (laughs) most (laughs) girls will charge more for that it's it's interesting some yeah, no a lot way. of girls consider a lot of girls will have one or two things that they don't do because they reserve that for their private life and it tends to be uh, two sides of an extreme it tends to be either anal sex uh, or kissing, which a lot of people would think are two different sides of the extreme spectra- yeah. but the girl will see both of those as being highly personal and not do one or both with people. And, and if you do it with clients, then a lot of times you can charge more. Yeah. yeah.
3: I think I'd have to go the pretty woman route. I would not kiss. See, mm-hmm. and
0: what's weird for me is I don't think I could do it without kissing.
3: Oh, really? Uh-uh.
0: Like, I have to be... I have to feel like... I'm Richard's saying... Richard's
3: such... See, he's such a romantic... Oh, well,
0: no, I'm not saying that I have to be in love with everybody, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I have to feel... The worst feeling in the world would be, like, if I felt like you were not in some way attracted to me. Like, if I just felt like, okay, this person can't wait for me to leave, they're just interested in this cash, and then, you know, I just couldn't...
3: Do you associate the kissing with being into you?
0: Yeah. I think so, just on some level. I mean, I'm not, again, I'm not saying we're, you know, convince me you're in love with me or anything like that. But I I guess I feel like if there was something like that Mm -hmm. that you would do, or if you wouldn't, hold my hand. Not that we're holding hand during sex, but I mean, if like, mm-hmm. if I knew that, that, this is why I would make a terrible brothel customer, mm-hmm. because if, if I were talking to a girl about this transaction mm-hmm. and, it's, and I would just try to hold her hand, they'd be like, whoa, okay, that's not part of the deal. I'd be like, oh, I am Oh, repulsive. I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I see what I, you're saying. Yeah, I feel incredibly unattractive. Yeah.
3: We don't get to kiss that much because of the size difference. It's like this.
0: Oh.
2: Interesting insight into the uh, mere yeah. sexual relationship. Yeah. I just yeah. thought
3: of that right now. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. What so do when we our
2: groins like, are connected, like this, <laughs> our yeah. heads are very yeah. far from each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah. they are. Huh. Well,
2: yeah, yeah. So I, I had to make sure I explained that. So no one at yeah. home is sitting there going, oh, your only fucking bins are over. I
0: mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> no. Hey. Yeah. No. Uh, no. No. Well, you should no. Corp- yes and no. You no. incorporate that into the training, you know? It's, it's yeah. Well, we do before.
3: We do before. We do before? Kiss? yeah yeah before yeah. but during it's
0: mm. oh, yeah, we oh boy well this is a lot of information this is, <laughs> this yeah. is uh, uh wait yeah but <laughs> a smart uh, husband i let my wife take the lead sure <laughs> i just sit yeah. there and go
2: what are you willing to share well no
3: i just it just got me thinking i was thinking wait a minute we don't really guess either but it's, why and then oh oh yeah it's because yeah it's like this
0: yeah, it's it's amazing <laughs> the number of times that I have some weird story. I mean, now I sort of keep track of them all as they happen. Mm-hmm. But it is so strange the things that that if I don't make a point of recognizing how odd that circumstance is, sometimes mm-hmm. I won't even think about it. You know what yeah. I mean?
3: Yeah, no, that's true.
0: Like I've seen dudes get walk through the uh, parlor on dog leashes like that's their thing is they want to be humiliated and stuff and i've seen it enough times now that i wouldn't necessarily think anything about it if i saw it
3: they you they walk past you
0: sometimes yeah i mean that that sometimes are they dressed mm -mm. sometimes that's the guy's whole deal is he (laughs) wants to be nothing uglier God, oh, yeah. a man
2: on his hands and knees, no and male walking. testicles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I
3: don't care how sure. cute he is. That's yeah, no, I, that's as, for, a, as a the warrior?
2: anatomy of a man in mm-hmm. that aspect. There's no such thing as good looking. You know, like a woman can bend over and it's very attractive. Right, I think other women can even appreciate a woman. <laughs> you know, sure, I'm not saying it's a lesbian thing, but you're like, oh, that's beautiful. I mean, you have artwork, yeah. but a guy, of a woman's body, course. almost from every angle.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. so there's certain
2: mm-hmm. angles that I don't care. You could be the mm-hmm. most loving, avid lover agree. of the male physique. <laughs> yeah, no, you ain't pulling that shit off. I
0: buddy. try not to catch certain glimpses of myself. <laughs> how bad that is! No, I'm yeah. glad I don't. Yeah. I can't
2: see back there. Yeah, the balls between the legs, like a guy like going yeah. forward, like that's just disgusting.
0: <laughs> Testicles
2: so- and penis is just not attractive no. things, right? Like, no, I
0: I I'll think, think no. about it like I just when I see somebody engaged in that, I just think two things. I think one, at least they found an outlet to. You know, yeah. express themselves, and the other the other part of it that I think is oh, the pain, like the mental pain. The you know, imagine because dating is and 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 you know uh, and 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 procreating and all those kind of things that we do, mating well, is hard sex enough. Is
2: extremely important, pivotal part of a relationship. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, you can remove certain things from relationship. You yeah. remove a sex life and you're pretty pressed to have a relationship with yeah. another human being. Yeah. Sex is that good. So you're right. If you have that inside you, mm-hmm. it's like, well, shit, you know, I got to explain to a new prospective girl I'm about to date that I'm sloppy yep. or if I'm messy or if, yep. you know what I mean? Like I throw the towel on the ground. You're like, no, no, I'm going to try to explain to you that I want you to fucking put me in a fucking diaper and slap mm-hmm. me around or tie a fucking, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> uh, like, is that the first date kind of conversation? Or do you wait till you're already engaged, uh, uh, but now you're vested, and now the girl might run on you? I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't
0: know. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's tough. Okay. I, if, if anything, it's probably one of the real advantages of online dating. Because I'm thinking you could just put that in your profile, and then right. it'll be an automatic deal breaker with some people Are you allowed to put that it. on
3: your profile, though? Can you put it on your profile? I there? think yeah. you can put
0: anything in there you want.
3: That would scare That would scare me. Well, at
2: least you can go ahead and weed everybody out. Yeah, that's true. That apprehension to have to explain, yeah. mm-hmm. hey, by the way, well, when we're having sex, could you... You know. Well
3: I think there's a line though. I mean there's a difference in having some fetishes and wanting to experiment in sexual things and then something probably really bad happened to well, you as a kid.
2: Sexuality and even, is tied up as a very yeah. important component of who you are as human beings. So you're right. You have a scarred childhood and you know, there's issues that could arise. Here's the one I don't get. Richard
3: look at Richard Smart.
2: I just The weirdest <laughs> shit I ever saw at the rhino or in strip clubs is uh the genital you know, mutilation. Now obviously the guy couldn't pull his dick out, pull his pants down in the club, uh-huh. but guys would ask for lap dances from girls. I've only seen it happen a handful of times, but usually the girl has to let us know, hey, I'm about to do this, mm-hmm. oh okay, so that we don't think that she's attacked the guy, mm-hmm. but then the girl would, like, especially in the VIP room, he'd open his legs, and one time I actually saw it happen during my shift, the girl held onto the railing, she stands up on the bench, and started jamming the yeah. heels of her fucking stripper shoes yeah. into his groin, and he's sitting there has his hands on the bench so he doesn't fight it. And just yeah, and I'm like watching. I'm like, oh what the God. fuck is wrong with you? Mm-mm,
0: mm-mm. No, I and you, I, I am aware of that one, and I've, I've seen it. Uh, I've seen guys pay a premium for that. But let me tell you, it to me, I actually spend a lot of money on the best cup manufactured. Yeah to prevent that from happening in uh, <laughs> jiu You know, like, I, I'm, I'm the exact opposite where I splurge on the, I believe yes. it's one of those things you get what you pay Do for. Do you have like, the metal cup? Uh, no, the ti- I can't, no, I don't, I, I need. I have an aversion to pain, that's why I learned how to fight. Yeah.
2: Not because I like pain, yeah. it's because I want to make sure that if I get into an altercation with somebody, yeah. I can avoid as much pain as possible yeah. and incapacitate them as quickly as
0: possible. Mm-hmm. Self-preservation. Mm-hmm. The the to answer your to bring it back to MMA for a second. I haven't found a, a metal cup that's comfortable enough, but I do the uh, diamond cup. That's a good one. There's a free endorsement. They don't sponsor me. Yeah, but, I, but I, you could
2: use the diamond cup and put a metal one if you get the right one. Mm-hmm. That's usually what I do a lot of stuff because I hate the rope up the butt. Yeah, I figure out how to do it on the side. Yeah, I'll still do it because if I, you know, not having to clean different things, if if it's a day I forgot, I'll always go with the rope. Mm-hmm. But you, I'll wear the compression, the diamond shorts. Yes, great yes. straps holds it down because it's nothing like you know the compression shorts that they're not tight enough. Mm-hmm. Look, it's better not to have a cup on than yeah. to have a cup malfunction. Right, right. Move off to the side. You know, a little Johnny scoop. Wait, out. didn't that <laughs> happen yeah.
3: too? It was so funny, and I I think. Someone said, why does it look like Frank's dancing? What fight was that?
2: Oh, it was the uh, Miracle Crow Cop. (laughs) groin shot. So I'm sitting there and I'm trying to fix it. Do you remember
3: that in the fight?
2: No. If you watch it, my junk hit the (laughs) cup and then it snapped back into place, but with not all of me inside on the right side, right? So it's kind of like you know, the beans and the Frank were separated, right? (laughs) So I'm sitting there and now I have gloves on and like... You know, like social decorum, do I just go here? Like, If I was in the gym, I would have just opened everything up and just pulled it out and snapped everything back into place. But I'm sitting there doing this, and so I'm sitting there. I'm trying to do all kinds of stuff to try to wiggle During everything. During a live fight, it was oh, so... and, and,
0: and You got Mirko Krokop throwing kicks in that general <laughs> yeah, area. You know,
2: and It's not like he's the uh, oh. softest guy in the world. I mean, oh. he, you know, he didn't throw a real hard knee, but it was a knee that landed. Yeah. But when he hit me, it just smeared the cup over to one side. Oh, and when God. the cup came back... Some of me just decided to fall down. And I think and
3: you were you were on the ground. Yeah, You're on I was trying. Back and you were like, it was funny. And somebody, I was trying to get everything back like, in place. What is he doing? It looks like he's dancing.
2: Yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm, so I'm having a cut malfunction. I figured it was a malfunction. All right, yeah.
0: well, uh, Fight Pass is now uh, seeing a sudden spike <laughs> in downloads of the, uh, the Frank Mirko Pro Cop fight. All right. Freshly.com, Frank. Let's talk about uh, our meal prep sponsor. That's right. I just oh talked God. to the folks at Freshly.com, and uh, they've got our meals on the way for the week, which uh, we're uh, very excited about. Uh, uh, Freshly.com. If you go to uh, the website, it's uh, a meal prep site. Uh, always fresh, never frozen. And uh, the, 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 I think the real value to Freshly.com, this is what I experience, is uh, time management and saving time. Now, it's important to me as it is important to you to uh, eat healthy as well, and that's where their all-natural ingredients come in. But uh, right now, they've got a special offer, Frank, for Phone Booth Fighting listeners. If you enter the promo code phone booth at Freshly.com, you're going to get six meals, for $39. And uh, not only that, uh, you get to use the promo code twice. So on your first two orders, you can use it the second time, same deal, six meals, $39. You're going to save $40 on uh, your first two orders totaling six meals and I know we don't always have you here for these spots Jennifer but I know Frank is always talking about the fact that uh, with uh, the mirrors because you got all the kids and all the activities and all that sort of thing running around uh, sometimes uh, to feed them they don't even stop moving <laughs> like you just got to shovel food in their mouth as they run by right Yeah,
2: it's true. Yeah. And she'll tell you right now I mean mm-hmm. when Jen has time and very rare and few between mm-hmm. uh, we're not running kids around or she's not with me helping me do my training for the upcoming fights um Small window, but she has the time. She'll prep it. She wants a healthy meal. But this has been a huge uh, pick, don't you think, mm-hmm. between doing this, mm-hmm. uh, throwing the meal two minutes, three minutes, and the kids are having a healthy meal compared to running down to the local fast food place?
0: Mm-hmm. Freshly.com is the website. Enter the promo code phone booth and start your savings. Tell them Frank and Richard sent you. All right, Frank, we got to talk about uh, this before we uh, wrap up this evening because uh, I. I uh, was seeing the news cycle dominated today by talk of Oprah Winfrey running for president. Now, uh, it's interesting because we talked about this you and I on the podcast some months back. I used it as an used her as an example of why I thought it is uh, it was a generally across the board bad idea to ever elect someone as president with no experience. Now, obviously. I was opposed to Donald Trump for that reason, but I was using the point to say, even if it was my political persuasion, which Oprah Winfrey is uh much closer to, that I would not want to ever see anybody elected president with zero uh experience, uh without even any military experience. I mean, there's been a few examples of people who, you know, had like Eisenhower, you know, had a military background, but there was at least that. Um <clears throat> And I think you know what i'm what I'm worried about is that we're seeing entertainment mixed into politics. And I think that's kind of what's happened. Like, you know, as polarizing as Trump is, I think that there are there is a segment of the population who genuinely enjoy this sort of thing that maybe didn't follow politics before that are entertained by it. And my concern about that is when people talk about you know, well, I like this person because they speak their mind or they sound like me. For the vast majority of people out there, if someone sounds like you sound every day, they probably shouldn't be president. Like, that's real rarefied air. That it sounds elitist, but I guess I have an elitist perspective in terms of people that I think are actually qualified to be president, regardless of what party mm-hmm. they're from. I'm not even talking about whether I agree with them politically. You know, there's plenty of people... You know, uh, uh, that I have disagreed with politically that we're still qualified to be president. I can acknowledge that they are qualified. But I worry about the on the job training. And I actually think that, and we were talking with Chell about this earlier, that a lot of the missteps that you see from Trump are based on lack of experience, like not understanding that the Justice Department isn't there to protect you, that the Attorney General is not mm. your soldier, he's the top cop, and he's there to enforce the laws, he's not your personal uh, uh, assistant, and I Which think...
2: I always thought that was weird, that even my children, Ronan, yeah. uh, who's in second grade, is already understanding that there's three... Branches, branches of government, right? right and the executive, the yes. legislation, the judicial. And they're co-equal. And that's why there's a balance of powers, because mm-hmm. they don't answer to each other.
0: No, yeah. that's absolutely right. And you know where that's not the case? In corporate America. In a privately owned company... Uh, you don't have all that. There is no co-equal branch of, of the corporation when you're the CEO, when you run things. And so right now what we're getting is someone who, for the first time in their life, is working for someone else. You yes. Know? He may not realize that he's working for someone else, but he is working for someone else, and it's causing a real problem. So for that reason, we're going to play a little clip of uh, Oprah Winfrey last night. Uh, she uh, got the Cecil B. DeMille Award, at uh, the Golden Globes last night, and uh, uh, because of the fiery nature of her speech, a lot of people are saying that this could be her entertaining the idea of uh, running for president, and uh, some of her friends are uh, saying um, anonymously that she is actively considering it. So let's listen to her speech
4: here. The Hollywood Foreign Press Association, because we all know that the press is under siege these days, but we also know that it is the insatiable dedication to uncovering the absolute truth that keeps us from turning a blind eye to corruption and to injustice. (laughs) To, To tyrants and victims and secrets and lies. I wanna say that I value the press more than ever before as we try to navigate these complicated times Which brings me to this. What I know for sure is that speaking your truth is the most powerful tool we all have. And I'm especially proud and inspired by all the women who have felt strong enough and empowered enough to speak up and share their personal stories. Each of us in this room are celebrated because of the stories that we tell. And this year, we became the story. But it's not just a story affecting the entertainment industry. It's one that transcends any culture, geography, race, religion, politics, or workplace. So I want tonight to express gratitude to all the women who have endured years of abuse and assault, because they, like my mother, had children to feed and bills to pay and dreams to pursue. They—they're they, the women whose names we'll never know. They are domestic workers and farm workers. They are working in factories and they work in restaurants and they're in academia and engineering and medicine and science. They're part of the world of tech and politics and business, there are athletes in the Olympics and there are soldiers in the military. And there's someone else, Reese Taylor, a name I know and I think you should know too. In 1944, Reese Taylor was a young wife and a mother. She was just walking home from a church service. She'd attended in Abbeville, Alabama when she was abducted by six armed white men, raped and left blindfolded by the side of the road, coming home from church. They threatened to kill her if she ever told anyone. But her story was reported to the NAACP where a young worker by the name of Rosa Parks became the lead investigator on her case. And together, they sought justice. But justice wasn't an option in the era of Jim Crow, the men who tried to destroy her were never persecuted. Recy Taylor died 10 days ago, just shy of her 98th birthday. She lived, as we all have lived, too many years in a culture broken by brutally powerful men. For too long, women have not been heard or believed if they dared to speak their truth to the power of those men, but their time is up. Yeah.
0: This goes on for a little bit longer than that, but you get the idea. Now, what what she's talking about there, of course, is the Me Too movement, bringing down the people like yeah. Harvey Weinstein and all that. Completely agree with it. All good. I actually don't disagree with anything she's saying there, but because the conversation today has turned to, okay. This is a woman that could be elected president if she decides to run. I have two thoughts. One, I don't think anybody should ever be elected president with zero experience. And number two, I'm afraid they might be right. I'm afraid that we may have crossed this line that we're going to start talking about, well, who's the biggest celebrity that we could get? Like who's it? I mean, The Rock was there in the audience, and people have talked about him running for... That is absurd. He just said in an interview that he was going to run for president. Yes, listen. There there have been... When you talk about people who have been entertainers and entered politics, all right? Ronald Reagan was an actor, but he was a governor of California before he was president. Arnold Schwarzenegger was an actor who became governor of California. Al Franken... Was a senator. So there, there's some step between that. You know, Frank, you and I, you, I think you drew the analogy when we talked about this uh, a month or so ago. You said it's like if you took your first MMA fight and fought for the heavyweight title of the world. That's a terrible idea. Doesn't matter how promising you appear to be, right? Well, who
2: would hire a coach if I'm fighting for the title? Yeah. Who's never even coached an amateur match? Yeah. I'm going to have you in my corner now this is a guest spot, but no, no, we're gonna hand you the head coaching position? Like, right. I think most people, when you look forward to any type of profession or career, if I'm stepping forward, experience I me. Mean, who goes to the doctor, if you're gonna get a procedure done, you know, even if it's not a life-threatening procedure, you're not gonna a heart surgery, if you're going down to get an eye lift, and you're a young woman right now listening, are you going to go with the guy who's never done it before, even if he has a ton of schooling? Do you really want to be the first one, or do you want someone who's been there and has experience?
0: I just, I think that, and and we were talking about this with Chael earlier, I think that that in the end, any, any problems that, that, that Trump does have, and even if the whole thing, you know, the whole house of cards comes falling down... It may be as much as anything because of his inexperience and the people he led around him who were actually brought a lot of baggage, you know, who were actually people who uh, glommed on him because other people wouldn't have him. And because he didn't have the political experience, he didn't know that these people were tainted, yeah. you know. With
2: that being said, do you think she wins? I
0: yeah, yeah, well, here's the
2: 100% thing. 100% she's going to win. Okay. If, if Oprah goes and runs, yeah, I'll tell you right now, well, she's the next president. Okay. Yeah.
3: I think, though, I've followed Oprah almost her whole career. And yeah. I think her speech, that's Oprah. That's the way that she talks. I think she's spent the last five, six years downsizing everything. I follow her on Instagram and social media. And she's really trying to, I think, just... Enjoy the rest of her life and retire. Yeah. So she just speaks really profound when she does have some, something to say. Usually it's stuff that people want to. Well, and I know, think the know, problem is too. right now that we're looking
2: but, for somebody to latch on. Yes, to I think that so. does sound presidential. I mean, yeah. you had Barack Obama, who was one of the better, if not one of the best, orators yeah. we've ever had as a president. Like when Barack got up and started speaking. If you told me you weren't moved by the words or you're not entranced, I'm like, well, then then you're beyond me. Because even if you don't agree with what he's saying, the way he held himself, his his conduct was extremely presidential. Mm -hmm. whereas, Whereas Trump is not. He makes faces. He does things that seem very much like snickering and childish.
3: And I think it's making people scared. So, right. like you said, mm-hmm. they're trying to latch on.
2: No, as a, a p- leader, we want somebody. Who's Oprah's respectful. a pretty and in- mm.
3: she's an extremely intelligent mm-hmm. woman. Yeah, for sure. So I think one, if which I really don't think that she's going to run, but I think. Oh, if think she- so? No, I think if she was going to. Um, I agree with you. I think um, the military is a really big thing mm-hmm. that people don't think about mm-hmm. protecting our country and how we're going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if she she would she would think of all of those things. I, yeah. I I mean it's not just I say profound things and people listen to me. It's not a you know a, a magazine or a network or a TV show. You're talking about the country, so electing her i agree i think everyone would elect her to be president but i think oprah her, oprah herself she just wouldn't get into something mm-hmm. like that and i think let's just say she did she's going to make sure that she has every single person right in the line for to help her yeah lead not that that's going to be enough and it i'm sure would be extremely overwhelming for her I just can't see her getting well, into Well, I think that's actually that the
2: most important element. I would actually I ride behind like somebody that. Mm-hmm. that had the humility to understand that, well, I need to have a group of people around me mm-hmm. that are smarter than I am. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. if tomorrow I was the President of the United States and if I walked into a room of mm-hmm. counselors, my aspirations would be the least intelligent person in that room. Mm-hmm. I would want to make sure that everybody around me that's giving me yeah. advice yeah. is smarter than I am. Yeah. Don't
3: you think she would do that? But that's what I think she, she would, would do. She would do that, yeah.
2: I, that's where I think Trump has been the most difficulty mm-hmm. he's had amongst things he's had going forward is that I thought as a smart businessman that mm-hmm. he would have thought the same way. But as, as this last year has unfolded, some of the people that are in positions that he's put, I'm like, what? Why is yeah. that guy getting that job?
0: Yeah. But see, and I, I know what you're saying about if, if you were you know president, you would want to ideally be the least intelligent guy in the room because you, you would have the elite advice but the thing is yes I agree but even that being said I would want your starting point to be smarter yeah, than so. 99% yeah, of no, no. start saying. there no, and I'm, then yeah. let's go it. I'm going to be
1: a highly yeah. intelligent just, yeah.
2: I, like how I look at my fight career mm-hmm. Yeah, I know a lot about fighting I yeah. mean, people listen to me commentate I know a thing or two about the world of martial arts yeah. when I bring someone around me To help me out, it's because there's an aspect to the sport that you know more than I do about. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we can make jokes, Angelo, you know, get crazy, but Angelo, guess what? When it comes to throwing hands, Mm -hmm. knows more than I do. Why do you think I train with Robert Drysdale? When it comes to jujitsu, he knows more than I do. So I know that I can put these guys in a room. Now, collectively, I know a lot about MMA. But that's how I think you should – I mean, if that's how I'm going to run something as simple as, as an entertainment, as a fight, yeah. then I think that as a leader, you should run it the same exact way, going, all right, I have a very good knowledge of what's going on here, but I'm going to have a general who's going to give me his insight here. Then I'm going to have an economics major give me his insight here. Or, you know, everybody in their specialist, you know, financial area. But you're going to have mm-hmm. everybody who's – a specialist now, and I think the president should be a jack of all trades. Have a good understanding yeah. of what's going on, like I am as the fighter, I'm a jack of all trades. I'm good at everything, mm-hmm. but I wanna have that guy who that's his only world that he lives in, mm-hmm. is in that aspect of the world, and that's why I could look to you as an advisor. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think Trump doesn't do that I think is what's causing him problems. And
3: Oprah too, you, um, if you've followed her, she's been vocal about being uh, sexually abused as a child. She's always been a huge advocate yeah. for sexual um abuse in children and women. Well how old is Oprah? Um fifty 50s, 50s? Yeah I think she's almost yeah I she's think she's almost yet? no she is 60. be in her sixties, yeah. Yeah, I think well, she is sixty. So I mean, she's I mean, she's, uh, she's very she's,
2: so this is a subject <laughs> talking about different multiple classes. I mean one, a female and black. I mean she's grown up in an area where she's definitely had to deal with some, uh, some but pushback.
3: I'm, but I'm saying people um, are taking her speech and it's like, oh, you know, it's, she's, but she's always it's been so profound. Napoleon, right? She's This is something that she's always really been, means something uh, to yeah. her. And she is using this, uh, that as a platform last night to be her voice to say everything that she wants to say. On it. So the passion behind that, yeah. I don't think it's her thinking that she's going to run for president. I think she just.
0: Right. Well, it's a great endorsement to have. And and you're right. She can definitely speak on that. But I just i, I, I I'm I'm for all of that. I just want, you know, if you want to get into politics, if you want to talk about that means you're going to run for Congress. She's 63. There you go. Or that means, you know, you're going to run for a a Senate seat or even governor. Okay, start there. But what that means is if you get enough reps in, then if you find yourself, and let's just give Trump the total benefit of the doubt, okay, let's say that— the, the pickle that he finds himself in was through no doing of his own, but all of a sudden he looks up and he goes, well, what's all this investigation business going on? At least if you have prior political experience, you will have dealt with Congress or you will have dealt with the Justice Department or an attorney general, even in your own state. I mean, understanding what a state attorney general is and how they work within the law, then I think you could avoid potential pitfalls like he's finding himself in. That's just that experience level. You know, again, MMA analogy, let's at least hope you've seen some lesser version of this on the regional circuit by the time you get in the big show.
2: Yeah, 100%. I don't want the cut man to be the first time he runs in there. No. All right, I've seen this on TV. I'm like, what are you talking about? This ain't on-the-job training?
0: That's right. That's why, Frank, uh, make sure that he has a specialist right down to the guy that's organizing the backpack. I mean, he leaves no stone uh, unturned. Do you know somebody sent us a clip on Twitter uh, I'll, I'll play it on the uh, play it on the next episode. But they say there's uh, you ever see that show Veep? Okay. Yeah, uh, with um, l- uh, uh, Julie Louis Dreyfus. Oh, you know I've that was on pre- uh, Julie Louis Dreyfus. Yeah, she plays the female vice president, and she has a guy who's like her body man, and he's he's a real dork actually. So I see the similarity between the two of us. But he carries around her bag, and they did this scene where he's like. I've got 60 compartments. I know where everything's at. You know, and they're testing him blind. They're like, okay, without looking, uh, you know, hand sanitizer. And he's like, you know, ah. He's like, okay, but what about uh, extra uh, pair of contacts? I'd love to see this scene. Cause yeah. We oh, guys right yeah, right on. Yeah. All right, Frank, tell them about the Amazon oh. banner. we got to get out of here.
4: All
2: right. It's one of the easiest ways to help us here out at the show by clicking on our phoneboothfighting.com. Click on our banner. You'll be transported right to the Amazon uh, web page. And anything you select at that point, any purchases you make, a very small percentage at no extra cost to you will come to us here at the show.
0: That's right. Uh, phoneboothfighting.com is where you find the banner. Click through that. Do your shopping on Amazon and uh, support the show. Tell them how to follow us on social media.
2: Yeah, Phoneboothfighting. You can find us at on Facebook and Instagram at Phoneboothfighting. Snapchat and Twitter, just Phoneboothfight.
0: Thanks to Chell Sunnen for uh, kicking off the show with us. Thanks to Mrs. Mirror for coming in the Bent Pixel Thanks. Studios. Always helps us with the uh, YouTube views yeah. for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why, why that they think is. she's
2: better to look at than
0: me. I don't know why it is, but for some weird uh, coincidental <laughs> at she's reason. Look at uh, we uh, we get the uh, extra views, so we appreciate that. Boy, this was a blockbuster episode. It had a little bit of everything, didn't it? <laughs> I mean, it had chill Sonnen, it had uh, dueling brothel stories. Our sex life. It, Yeah, it did. Yeah, oh my God, very in and... the lead there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, you learned a lot over uh, this uh, episode 169 of Phone Booth Fighting. Alright, we'll uh, be right back with you to do it again. we got big guest announcements coming up the next couple of weeks, too. We'll tell you about those on the next next episode of phone booth fighting but we got a uh, a big road trip that we're planning that i think everybody's going to be interested in and a couple of exciting in-studio guests in the near future so for frank mirror and for mrs mirror uh jennifer i am richard hunter and we'll see you right back here next time on phone booth fighting